What up, everybody? Episode 57 is here. So now we're gonna go into the summer and then the fall. The fights are already getting announced. Um, yeah, man. Hey, and Dragon Ball Super Superheroes coming out this summer. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Although I might wait for it to come out on streaming. I don't know about you guys, but that's what I'm doing. Can't wait. Remember, follow me on Punching the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Deuces, guys. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Gamrut versus Sarukian. Deuces. Or Sarukian versus Gamra. I don't know. But enjoy the fights, guys. Later. everybody um this is episode 57 of the punch in the mouth podcast we're gonna get into the fights this weekend the fights coming up last weekend i said i meant to say the fights last weekend and then the fights coming up this weekend i apologize for the mix-up let's get right into it um emmett oh no 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 we're gonna get into pfl first pfl four of the 2022 season to see what that was all about alexander martinez beats clay collar antonio carlos jr beats bruce Naruto. oliver Ovier missier beats rayus manfio jeremy stevens beats mile price i'm gonna go with the main card um jeremy stevens He's out. Obir Obir Obin Michier. Um, he clinched the spot. Anthony Perez has clinched the spot. Alex Martinez has clinched the spot. The only one that has to wait now is Raúl Monfield because if Anthony Perez wins, I believe he clinches the spot. But if the other guy somehow beats Anthony Perez, he's out because he only has four points and he lost this last fight. So his saving grace is if Anthony Pettis wins, I believe. Did Steve Ray win his last fight? That's who Anthony Pettis is fighting. So Steve Ray lost to Alexander Martinez. So if Anthony wins, Monfio is in. So he could defend the belt because he's the defending champion. So we shall see. Bruno Capiloza is coming back next week. Chris Wade is coming back. Renan Fierro is coming back. That dude has... The fastest knockout in heavyweight division in PFL history. Cannot wait. Imagine him and Bruno in the finals. That, that'll be a crazy fight. Crazy fight. Bubba Jenkins is coming back. Lance Palmer's coming back. PFL's good, man. But before I move on to the UFC, I want to talk about something. About the Clay Collard Martinez main event. It says Martinez eked out a split decision over Collard on Friday night to win the lightweight main event which took place in Atlanta's overtime elite arena. The decision was not without controversy. However, as Collar appeared to edge Martinez on damage, 
he were damaged in the third and deciding round while Martinez edge collared in control time. That's what I was looking for. That's what I read. So the bat was fought at a frantic pace with collars seizing momentum off early. A consistent jab, relentless pressure, and an assault of digging to the body. Collar carried that momentum into round two, dropping Martinez to the mat with a picture-perfect left hand that wound up being the most damaging strike of the fight. However, Martinez swung the action back into his favor by snatching Collard's back in ensuring a scramble and locking up the rear naked choke that almost had Collard dead to rights. Okay, one thing I didn't pull up, and I should have. Now, I understand. I've, I've already said this on this show. We need... This is what we need. We need to start holding judges accountable or they need to start getting people that know what they're looking at because if these judges are are just going off their preference, that's not objectively like you're going for what you want to see. You need to be able to judge these things objectively, you know? Because how is this guy going to win and I have to justify him winning with control time over damage when last weekend I was justifying Valentina's win over Tyler Santos. You see that? That goes to the guy that I know is going to hear this. And he's going to be like, good job, bro. Good job, because you said it right. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say his name. Tyler Santos with Valentina landing the more quote-unquote damaging strikes and her holding position, you know? So, I always come back to this This command. This is the the striking they're supposed to follow. Prioritize criteria. Effective striking slash grappling. Legal blows that have immediate or cumulative impact with the potential of contributing towards the end of the match with the immediate weighing in more heavily than the cumulative impact. Successful execution of takedown submissions and attempts to reversals and achievement of advantageous positions that produce immediate or cumulative impact with a potential to contribute to the end of the match with the immediate weighing in more heavily on the cumulative. It shall be noted, successful takedown. Okay, the way I read this is what word comes first, striking. Right? It says, effective striking slash grappling shall be the first priority of round assessment. Effective aggressiveness is plan B and should not be considered unless judge does not see any advantage in effective striking slash grappling realm. Cage control is plan C should only be needed when all other criteria are 100% even for both competitors. This will be an extremely rare occurrence. Okay, but you're putting striking slash grappling. So, in Valentina's case, Santos was just laying on her. She was the one hitting her. In this case, besides the rear naked choke, Clay Collar wasn't in any danger. So, I would give him the fight. Again, we have to hold these judges accountable because if they're just judging with whatever they feel like it, that's not right. These are livelihoods we have. On the stakes of this are livelihood is the livelihood of the fighter, 
livelihoods are at stake. That's what I wanted to say. Because a loss that brings them down. How many how many more do they have in them? Like the emotional damage thinking I won that fight and the judges took it away from me. Like come on, they they say don't leave it into the hands of the judges, but these fighters are hard to put away, man. Like the least the judges could do is know what they're looking at and give it a fair shot and judge it objectively. Again, I understand this website is probably they're not looking at it even though they're saying this is what they're supposed to be following. I understand that people might not be reading this. That's what I'm saying. Well, what needs to be done is we need to get a group of people. I know Dean Thomas is about to take the course. We need to get a group of people that, that know what they're looking at and that will be willing to sit down and analyze all aspects if this is truly what we're going to have to use. I would even take the course even though I'm not a fighter. I mean, they're saying that Martin again, and this is nothing against Martinez, but I'm just saying, like, it's more towards the judges than it is Martinez. Martinez won the fight, good on him. But the, these judges need to be held accountable. Like, they need to stop. Even boxing judges, like, I still can't get over Fima Fimo Lopez versus Lomachenko. Like, come on, man. And these are boxing judges. Like, you should, when it comes to boxing, you should know what you're looking at. Like, come on. Like, that's my point here. So this needs to get cleaned up, man. Needs to get cleaned up. Josh Emmett versus Calvin Cater. Josh Emmett wins for decision. Kevin Holland beats Tim Means. Darce Choke. Joaquin Buckley beats Albert Durayev. Um, Damir Ismagulov defeats Guram Kuteslave by split decision. I have comments on that. Gregory Rodriguez defeats Julian Marquez. I have comments on that. Adrian Yanez beats Tony Kelly. Does Adrian Yanez guy keep an eye out on him? He's he's next. He is next. I've been watching this guy since last year. This guy, he's going to be champion if he keeps on this trajectory. Trust me on that. And I know 135 is probably the most competitive division there is out there right now, but... This guy can do it. He can fight with the best of the best. I see it. I see it. Adrian Yanez. I mean, he's getting that name that every time he fights, I'm sitting down to watch. Because I know he brings it. And I hope other fans realize that too. And that's not only because we share the same name. But the dude brings it. Kevin Holland beats Tim Means. Kevin Holland did a gangster move. Now, going back to the Calvin Cater-Josh Emmett fight. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. I got ahead of myself. Gregory Rodriguez versus Julian Marquez. Again. Now, I'm going to criticize the referees. Like, how many more hits did you want Julian to take before stopping that fight? I understood that he kept standing up, but you could have stopped that fight 10, 20 seconds earlier. Like, what are we doing here? Again, lives are at stake here, bro. We're not playing baseball. What are we doing here? You could have stopped that fight way earlier. That's all I have to say about that fight. Um, The Guram fight. Again, I believe Herb Dean. Like he said, he need him in the face. That, that part doesn't bother me. But what he should have done is not let go from 30 seconds all the way down to like 8 seconds. 
You should have called time right away, but you stopped the action and the time is still ticking. That's this is my problem with that fight. I mean, 30 seconds to 8 seconds is a big difference. He could, probably could have made something happen, you know? But you didn't call time fast enough for them to stop the clock. So once you did call time, there was about 8 seconds left. What they should have done is put more time back on the clock. The Joaquin Buckley fight, that was a crazy fight. Joaquin Buckley, I thought he was going to fight Darren Till. But Darren Till is going to fight Jack Hermanson in July. Maybe if Darren Till wins, him and Joaquin could fight. Keep an eye on Joaquin Buckley. Kevin Holland versus Tim Means. What a crazy fight. And Kevin Holland, like, that dude's a real-life superhero because he's always stopping crime in his hometown. Um, and he thought his legs were going to be dead because he chased after a burglar and stopped him, and then he went in and fought Tim Means. John Jones did something similar when he was going to fight for the world title against Shogun. They stopped. They did something similar. That was a crazy fight. I like Kevin Holland. Like, even though he said he took me down, but... I was at least able to get up. He's like, I need to work on my defense and not get taken down at all. Which I agree with, but he showed a dart stroke. Great, he's showing evolution to his game. He's only going to get better. I want to see Kevin fight in the top 15. He called out, this is where I got ahead of myself. I was going to say he called out Sean Brady. Nobody calls out Sean Brady. And he says, I would like to fight in September, but if it's August, I'll fight in August. What rank is Sean Brady? Sean Brady's number nine. You know who's above Sean Brady? Jorge Masvidal, Stephen Thompson, and Vicente Luque. If he goes in and takes out Sean Brady, he's in the mix. Can you imagine a fight between Kevin Holland and Jorge Masvidal, or even Kevin Holland and Nick Diaz? They have some history that I said on the last episode. Oh, look, they updated the rankings. Paulo Costa went down two rankings. He's number six now. Um, Sean Strickland, Derek Brunson are number four. Marvin Torrey is number three. Jared Kenny is number two. Rob is number one. This is what I don't understand. He's I I understand that they're gonna fight by name, but Sean Strickland number four. He's fighting Alex Pereira, who's not even ranked. I understand they're doing it because of Alex Pereira's name and the fact that he has two kickboxing wins over Israel. But we'll see, man. That's not long now. I believe they're fighting July 2nd. That's a crazy fight card. Two weeks. Okay, let's talk about the main event. Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. I'm going to be real with you guys. I have to go back and watch that fight. I wanted to do this before this recording, but I couldn't get it done. So I will go back and make a like a YouTube video of it. But I thought... Calvin Cater won, but it goes back to the same thing. If I'm going to give damage over Valentina, how do I not give damage to Josh Emmett? Because Josh Emmett was landing some bombs. And, like, you can't tell me, oh, but look at their faces. Like, that can't count because, like, some people get cut up, scarred up really easily over other people. So, to me, that I don't put a lot of stock into that. But, man, what a crazy fight. Josh Emmett says he wants to fight the winner of Max Holloway and Volkanovski. I mean, okay, so you beat Calvin Cater, so you're going to be, at the very least, top five. 
because you just beat the number four guy. The rankings aren't updated because it's barely Monday. Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega are scheduled to fight. He might get it, man. The only way I don't see him getting it is if Max wins because they'll give Volkanovski the immediate remit. They should, just based off of Volkanovski, what Volkanovski has done, you know? Like, they should. They should. But if Volk wins, I could see Josh Emmett sliding in there. Especially if Ortega and Rodriguez are going to fight. And he just beat Calvin Cater. And then for Calvin, although I believe his stock doesn't go down at all. Try to get a fight with Arnold Allen. Even though I think Arnold Allen is going to fight already. But even though Ebloev, Ebloev, sorry. Ebloev said he wants to fight Arnold Allen, but. If I'm Kader, I'm looking for that fight because Chan Sung Jung says, or be the last fight for Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. Because you beat the brakes off of Giga, Shikadze. See, I got it right. That goes for that guy too. What? I want to say some other stuff, but it'll be too aggressive. So yeah, if I'm Calvin Kader, I'm either going Arnold Allen or a fight with the Korean zombie because Ortega and Rodriguez are fighting next. And the only way, honestly, the only way I don't see Josh Emmett getting the next shot is if Max Holloway beats Volkanovski on July 2nd. That's the only way I don't see that happening. Again, I can't fully, because I need to go back and watch the fight, which I will do. But originally, I thought Calvin Cater won, but there was a lot of damage on both sides. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Let's move on. Okay, okay, so this is, this is official news, listen, UFC 278 will be headlined by Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards in Salt Lake City at the Vivient Arena in Salt Lake City. Tickets will go on sale June 24th at 10 a.m. MT, what is that, Mountain Time? A special internet presale will be available for UFC newsletter subscribers Thursday, June 23rd at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, Texas. This presale users must register for UFC newsletter through UFC.com. And then the UFC Fight Club members, a special internet ticket presale will be available. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the same thing. Wait, wait, wait. No, it's not. UFC Fight Club members will have the opportunity to purchase tickets Wednesday, June 22nd. At 10 a.m. Mountain Time via the website ufcfightclub.com. And then this and then it goes. Number one pound for pound fighter Usman looks to continue his dominant run atop the welterweight division by netting his 20th consecutive win. The winner of the Ultimate Fighter Season 21. He holds spectacular victories over Kobe Covington twice, Jorge Masvidal twice, and Gilbert Burns. Usman now aims to secure his sixth straight title defense by stopping Edwards in, in emphatic fashion. Edwards has amassed a, an impressive 10-fight unbeaten streak since his first encounter with Usman in late 2015. A well-rounded competitor with KO power, 
He has secured memorable victories against Nate Diaz, Rafael Dos Años, and Vicente Luque to earn his first UFC title opportunity. Edwards now intends to shock the world by dethroning Usman to achieve his dreams of capturing UFC gold. Let me tell you, this fight is closer than what we all think. Leon Edwards is the man. Yes, that three pieces in the soda didn't help his image, but that dude is the man. Okay? He's the fucking man. If Usman, look, this is how I think this fight's gonna go. If Usman does not take him down, I don't think he's gonna knock him out. If Usman does not take him down, it's gonna go like the first Jorge Masvidal fight. Are you guys listening to me? The first Jorge Masvidal fight where he had him up against the cage and foot stomped him. Is that boring? Sure, but I believe that's gonna be his path to victory. Leon has to keep it in the middle, use the jab, use leg kicks often and early, and I believe he'll get the win. But it's going to be a great fight. That is August 24th? August 20th, my bad. Vivint. Vivint Arena. Vivint. It's Vivint. It's not Vivint. It's Vivint Arena. That's crazy. That's cool. But yeah, so also, this is a great card. So I believe Paulo Costa was supposed to fight Luke Rockhold at UFC 277 July 30th, but I don't think that that's not happening anymore. Officially, that fight has been moved to this card, so they're going to be on it. Costa versus Rockhold. Jose Aldo is going to fight Marab Dizwashers Willie in, in the co-main event. Mm, who else is fighting? Tyson Pedro's coming back. He's going to fight Harry Hunsucker. Tyson Pedro. I like that guy. And then the UFC also announced this weekend that Marlon Chito Vera will fight Dominic Cruz um, in San Diego. I want at some point in August as well. August 13th. Let's see what it says. Dominic Cruz versus Marlon Vera. Her headlines August 13th UFC event in San Diego. Dominic Cruz has a tough test for his first fight of 2022. The UFC announced during Saturday's broadcast of UFC Austin that a bantamweight belt between Cruz and Vera will serve as the main event of the August 13th UFC event in San Diego. The belt was first reported by ESPN Deportes. Cruz is currently tied for the number 11 spot in the MMA fighting global rankings is coming off of a back-to-back wins over Pedro Munoz and Casey Kenny, marking the two-time UFC's champion's first win streak since 2016. He most recently defeated Munoz by unanimous decision at UFC 269 in December. Vera is on a 3-5 winning streak that vaulted him ahead of Cruz in the rankings. He currently sits at number 7. Chito has won 4 of his past 5 fights. Consecutive victories over Rob Baum, Frankie Edgar, and Davey Grant. So yeah, that's next. It's a great fight. I wonder if... Because, let's look at it. Rob Baum was boxing Chito up. I wonder if Cruz's movement's gonna be too much for him. Where it was Cheeto's power versus Font's boxing. I wonder if Cruz's movements will be too much for him that Cheeto's power does not become a factor in this fight. But once I get more information on this event, I will let you guys know. Like when tickets and stuff like that go on sale. It's gonna be a great fight. Great fight. So Sterling versus Dillashaw is apparently in the work, but Aljamain Sterling 
Well, first of all, there's a bunch of fights supposedly announced that I hadn't heard of, so let's go through them. I'm getting this off of the MMA Junkie Instagram page, so let's see, let's see. Oh, before I, before we get into that, Dana White said that he's no longer interested in booking Cerrone versus Lozon because it's getting Khabib Tony, like, curse levels, I guess. And then Irene Aldana says, if tomorrow I get offered a fight for the bell, I would accept that fight. I feel ready. I feel I can build a camp for a title fight physically and mentally. I'm ready for that. Irene Aldana. And Brandon Moreno says, Kai is a real problem. I think one of the things that happened with his previous opponent is that they didn't give him the respect. I don't want to make that mistake. E, that's a good fight right there. Kai Kara, France. Oh, you know what? One thing I forgot to tell you guys is Davison Figueiredo's brother is going to fight on this August card. Francisco Figueiredo is going to fight Amir Albasi. Albazi. It should be good. He's got the power like his brother, man. His August card is good. So let's go back to these announced fights. Oh, wait. Okay, before I get into these announced fights. You know, if you saw the UFC this weekend, you know how they showed um, Joe Rogan in attendance because he lives in Texas, Austin. Austin, Texas, Texas, Austin, Austin, Texas, dude, the disrespect they showed the guy behind him, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go on MMA Junkies Instagram and look at the picture where Joe Rogan is at, the guy behind him with the white cowboy hat, that dude's name is Gordon Ryan, I'm gonna tell you guys something, people are gonna get fucking pissed, but I don't care, because I honestly believe this, in a grappling match, this guy could probably submit 90% of the UFC roster. 90% of the UFC roster, including BJJ black belts. He swat on fight pass before. I believe they should have showed him some love, but they didn't. I think that's messed up, man. This is my personal opinion. Nothing against Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. But come on, show Gordon the respect he deserves. That dude would choke out 90% of the, of the UFC roster. Okay, so look. Corey Sanhagen is going to fight Song Yadong on September 17th. They're the Bantamweight main event. We already talked about Jose Aldo versus Marab. This was really. We're going to talk about Zabit right now. Uh, we're going to get into Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw slated for September 10th, apparently. Jessica Andrade is going to fight Manon Ferrot. Patrick Ferry is going to fight Sydney Outlaw and the Bella. That I did get. Uh, Notification about. So, Patricio's brother is going to fight Sydney Outlaw in Washington. Andre Fidi is going to fight Lando Venata. Let me see. Yeah, that's about it. Some great fights, man. So, Lando Venata is going to fight September 17th. Patrick is fighting July 22nd. Corey Sanhagen and Sonya Dong are fighting September 17th. Yeah, okay, okay, so we're we're on it, we're on it, okay, good, good, so, let me go look for Zabit, so Zabit retired, I don't know if I've talked about this, if I haven't, we're talking about it now, and Zabit beat Calvin Cater, okay, Zabit, Magomed Sharipov looked to be the future of the UFC's featherweight division, but I guess we'll never know, the 31-year-old made it official on Thursday, what many fans feared, retirement, Magomed Sharipov Took his decision to hang up the gloves public. Public. Sorry. Okay, so let me reread that. 
Bagometra took his decision to hang up the gloves public, letting the masses know that the rumors were indeed true and that the return to the octagon was simply not coming. I don't feel the way I used to, Bagometra Repop explained in it. A short but heartfelt message to his fans on Instagram. This decision came almost three years after inactivity. The last time Agamesha Repop fought was in November of 2019 when he headlined UFC Fight Night 163 in Moscow, Russia against American featherweight contender Calvin Cater. He won the fight by unanimous decision. After the win over Cater, it was clear Magomesh Repop was well on his way to MMA stardom and maybe challenged for UFC gold. He had 14 consecutive wins with 6 of those being in the UFC. Magomesh Repop had a 50% finishing rate in the octagon and had pocketed over 50,000 fight night bonuses, 2 performances of the night, and 2 fight of the night awards. He was looking damn good on top of that. He was just cool. Magomedshire Repop didn't do much trash talking and didn't speak much English catered to the masses. American audience of the UFC yet he had his appeal between the I just go out of bed and look somewhat resembling Abraham Lincoln Magomesh I just got out of bed sorry I said I just go out of bed Magomesh Repop captivated the American audience and beyond also one can't forget how important he was for his own market as he was one of the main figures from Dagestan that followed Khabib Nurmagomedov's footsteps, representing millions of Muslims and people from the Eastern European region. If his retirement stands, Magomed Sharipov is the biggest what-if fighter in MMA history. So, he's done. I heard there's rumors that he's going to go be a doctor. I don't know how true those are, but that's what I heard. So we shall see, man. We shall see. Let's talk about the fight this weekend, and that's all I got for you guys, bro. No, no, no. I am sorry. We're going to talk about the fights this weekend, and then after that, we're going to talk about PJ Dillashaw versus Aljamain Sterling. Let's go. Armin Sarukian versus Marush Gamrat is the main event. What a crazy main event. This Armin guy, he, I think he's what? Top 15? Top 15. This guy is a problem. He is a problem. What division is Armin, bro? He's lightweight. He's lightweight. Um, let me see here. Oh, there's no. Okay. He's number 11. Gamrot is number 12. Crazy fight. Cannot wait for this fight. Cannot wait. I think Armin's going to win this fight, but I don't know. Gamrot's pretty good. I believe the last time Gamrot fought, it was against Jeremy Stevens, right? Poland? Polish? Man, imagine if Joanna would have win. This guy wins this fight. No, he fought Carlos Diego Fijeda. He's only lost once to Gurum Kuteslave. And he's 20 and 1. This guy's good, man. This This fight, like... These guys probably aren't well known, but don't miss this fight. Who else is fighting this card? Neil Magny's gonna fight Shagrop Ragmatov. Um, there's another crazy fight. Umar Nurmagomedov's fighting name Madness. Is this the old guy? Is he like a? Where's he from? No, I don't think this is the same guy I'm thinking. 
No, because this guy's 14 and 1. No, it's not the same guy. I was thinking of somebody else. Tiago Moises is fighting. It's a good card, man. Cannot wait. And it's a fight night. But the three fights I'm looking at are at Armin Sarukinan versus Maush Gamrat, Neil Magny versus Shavkat Ragmatov, and Nate Madness versus Umar Nurmagomedov. For Sarukian. 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 There you go. That goes back to that same guy. I, I'm telling you, I want to talk a bunch of smack. Sarukian. There, there. There. Are you happy? Are you happy? You better be happy. The next time we have a conversation, I better hear fucking compliments. You understand me? Tyler Santos. Boom. There. Giga Chikatse. Boom. There. Give me some. People are going to be like, hey, dude, who, who you always talking smack to? Don't worry about it, right? Me and that guy know, okay? Me and that guy know. Okay. Last thing. I'm already fucking heated. Sorry. 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 I'm already heated. I'm already heated. I'm already heated. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. The guy I'm talking about, he's one of my good friends. He just, I just like to talk smack. It's it's all love here. It's all love. No hate here. I punched in the mouth. Okay, okay. So apparently UFC two seventy nine. I don't know if this is gonna be the main event, but they're trying to book Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. Then Aljo says, "Not signing fight contract until I get a pay raise." E. There's no fight until there's ink on paper. And as of right now, my contract is exactly the same. As of right now, I'm training, hoping that we come up with some type of agreement to give me some type of pay bump. The problem is, people already don't like Aljo. That's the problem. But, that's why, like, this is gonna look bad. Look, look, let's look at the comments. Do prove people wrong and won back some fans after his last fight. Now he does this shit. See? You see? And then some other guy goes, he sells less pay-per-views. They're going to ask him for a payout. And then one guy goes, dude held on for dear life to win three rounds. And he thinks people want to see him. And the want, he put want, like yelling, you know. And then, ah, see, he keeps doing this. And then he went on to this post that I just read. This is Aljamain Sterling or whoever's running his Instagram account. Goes, I want $10 for every one of those clown emojis. The the cheater, the cheater pan fanboys were leaving on my page for 13 months. Yesterday's prize is not today's prize. You see? You see? He's doing this stuff. And then he goes, some guy put, Interim belt incoming with the clown emoji. And then he goes, I'd rather, some other guy goes, I'd rather watch Carla Esparza versus Thug Rose again. You see, it's because the way I like Aljo, I want to, I want that to be clear. I really do like Aljermaine Sterling a lot. He's always invited here. Um, or on the Punch in the Mouth TV when I get that going, the interviews. And any fighter, if you feel like I've disrespected you or something like that, you have an open invitation to come on to one of my shows and we can talk about it. What I'm about to say is going to sound like I'm dissing Aljo, which I'm not. I like him a lot. 
but you do and say the things you're doing, people aren't going to like you. Um, The difference between him and Francis, Francis knocks dudes out cold. Like, people are scared Francis is going to breathe on them and it's somehow going to knock them out. This guy does this. He said, and Francis didn't talk a lot of smack. Francis just, like, embodied the, the predator um vibe. Like, they don't say anything, but they can absolutely wreck you, you know, because they're aliens. He doesn't say much, but he can absolutely wreck you. I'm talking about Francis and Ganu here. But Aljo goes out and says this? What? Like, are you kidding me, Aljamain? You should have been like, okay, I'll fight TJ, and then after that, I want a pay raise, because, I don't know, so, again, this is no disrespect to TJ. I love TJ Dillashaw. I was actually in his corner when everybody was against him. When he was coming back to fight Corey Sanhagen, I wanted to see him succeed, because TJ is a great fighter. He's a competitive guy. He did something he shouldn't have, but he's a competitive guy. That's something I can respect. I can't respect what he did. He already did atonement for that. So we have to move on. But you go, you can go on and say, I beat that cheater, TJ Dillashaw. This is to promote yourself, not to put TJ down. But I, okay, maybe don't say cheater, but you could say, I beat TJ. I believe I deserve a pay raise. But you're saying this after that last performance that everybody thought, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people thought you lost. You're saying this, the UFC is going to go like, all right, you don't want to fight? Boom, we're going to do an interim. It's the same thing they did with Francis. It's the same thing they did with Francis because Francis, somebody close in Francis' camp told me that they accepted the fight in September, but something happened. I'm assuming the UFC didn't like it, so that's when they went, all right, Ciro versus Derek for the interim belt. You don't think they'll go, okay, Peter versus TJ for the interim belt. You don't think they're going to do that? And then they're going to slap him with a contract extension. Because if they've already offered him this fight and he's saying, no, I'm not going to fight that day, they're going to extend his contract for about six months. Like, come on, bro. What? You don't want that? He says he's training. But that he wants a better deal? You do that after the fight. You don't do that now. And I understand it. It's very easy for me to say it because I'm not the one fighting and putting my body through that. He is. And there's a possibility that he loses. I understand that. Because once he loses, especially the way he's been acting, once he loses, the UFC are going to, again, I'm only saying this because I've seen it happen, they're going to drag him through the mud. Like, Francis is betting on himself. Francis bet on himself, but Francis wasn't saying all this crazy stuff. Like, Francis is saying, he's like, I want to fight in the UFC, but I just want to go box. But he's not saying this crazy stuff and coming at the fans like this. He's not, Francis didn't let none of that get to him. Look, he goes, Strip him and replace him with Aldo. No one is ordering this guy's fights. He's a co-main event at best as champ. You see? Strip him T. Dillashaw versus Jan for the interim. These are all comments on MMA Junkies post about that comment he made. Guy gets 2K views reacting to his own fight announcement. Views, not reviews. After hugging Jan for five rounds, he definitely shouldn't be asking for more money. I don't know, man, like, he puts himself in these situations, but that's all I got for you guys, I'm trying to get more info on if, because I believe TJ's already signed the bout agreement, I believe he has, I reached out to his manager to ask, but I will try and see if I can get more info on it, 
But if not, we just have to wait and see what happens. All right, guys. Deuces. Later.